Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with an eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Are your money back? Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Picture this. It's blazing hot outside and you need to head to work. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get cold air pumping as soon as possible, but it doesn't work. Instead, blowing hot air out of your vents and directly into your face. No, your car doesn't hate you. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the air conditioning system, and there's an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. We are winding down the 2023 IndyCar season. Much, much is happening. IndyCar Silly Season is in full effect. We're going to talk plenty about that. We're going to recap the IndyGP over the weekend. We're going to hand out some Milk Dog Yikes. We're going to hand out some weekend podiums. Connor is going to recap his weekend in a bit as well. Uh, for those new to the program, I'm Joey Molinero. Connor Daly, of course. Producer Ben Walton for Speed Street with Dirty Mo Media. So a full show, again, as we have a IndyCar weekend off coming up before we hit uh, the Oval at Gateway here in a couple of weekends. So glad to have you with us. And of course, like I mentioned, uh, my pal Connor Daly. CD, what's happening, man? How are we on this Wednesday? Well, it's um, it's been an interesting few days. Uh, it has been an emotional roller coaster. It's been a wild uh, just situation of motor racing. This sport is uh ruthless in every sense of the word uh but yeah i mean there's a lot to talk about i mean if you're not a racing fan right now uh you're missing out uh there's a, there's a lot going on um and yeah i mean i we have a lot to talk about we have uh i want to explain what happened in the nascar xfinity series uh probably top three worst weekends of my life uh and then now uh driving for uh, Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan racing uh, in the IndyCar series next weekend. Uh, and also uh, being announced uh, later today, as we record this, uh, doing the Rallycross race this weekend for Dry Rangel. So there's all kinds of stuff going on. Um, and we have a lot to talk about. So there, there are no guests this week because we just we want to dive deep into it. I want to make sure that people know what's going on. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting few days, that's for sure. 
No, most definitely. Now, you mentioned over the weekend that, unfortunately, it was the top three worst day of your life. I guess it's an <laughs> unfortunate, unfortunate situation because there could be a whole lot worse that happens to be in that top three, but at the same time, still not a great day. Uh, I was in Bloomington getting my friend married. I had the groomsman duties. I was full of activities on a very tight schedule that day. So honestly, you're filling me in as well. So I want to give the floor to you. Uh, tell us what happened over the weekend in your Xfinity run. Yeah, I, I honestly just wanted to be really honest with people. Honestly, really wanted to be really honest. Yeah, it's great. Great word usage for me already. Uh, my brain clearly doesn't know how to work correctly. You're trying to weep for word count on an essay. Yep, yep, we are. Um, it just sucked. So th- going into this weekend, right, you know, we we knew that Alpha Prime, and, and again, Tommy Joe Martin's the, the opportunity that he gave me they gave me is, is is fantastic and the sponsors that we had but you know their best finish of the season un, until actually sage on sunday what was 19th right so they they have they know that it's it's not the top level of equipment they know that this this that or whatever um you know it, it's it, there there's a much more tiered system in in the uh, in the xfinity series when it comes to equipment performance and stuff like that um and of course when we get there it's raining uh, it's raining Saturday morning. We everything is happening in one day, uh, and that car, my car that I was driving, does not have enough points, owner points, or car points to actually make the race, um, whether we have enough speed or not. So there are, and I don't know exactly the rules. I probably should have figured this out, but I think it's something like the top thirty-three make it on time, and and there was. Uh, there were 42 cars entered in a 38 car race, uh, and basically, I had to outqualify nine cars uh, on speed. I guess nine cars total, or nine cars on speed uh, to make the race. So, obviously, we we go we go out in the wet, and and this is a car that I have not driven in six years. Uh, even uh, and 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 that was a very different era, a whole different era of Xfinity, essentially. Um, and the wet, it, it was a very difficult wet session because I had just driven in the wet in the truck, and it actually went quite well. Felt good about it. We were fast, and I didn't even have you know a, a power steering system that was working. So you know, got ourselves up towards the top thirteen. Felt really good about it. Um, and that wet tire is not necessarily super different uh to the xfinity tire but i could feel something that just was very difficult for me at a track that i know very well uh we were not that fast in the wet we were not terrible i think we were close to being fast enough to make it in and towards the end of that session uh went out with with chandler smith and 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 sheldon creed a couple decent guys and and was kind of running with those guys. So we were not getting left behind when it comes to to that situation, those laps. And so that made me feel a little bit better. But the track was dry. At the end of the practice session, we were on wet tires and the track was dry. Um, and for the Xfinity series, you go basically right into qualifying right after practice. So I didn't even get out of the car. Um, and for some reason, like I was going to be very happy to go out and and go on dry tires because obviously then you can do a couple more laps like the the fastest lap is still going to be you know lap one or two um but realistically if you you know keep running as the as the track is getting fully dry you're going to find some speed and 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 for me honestly the dry tires anyway are what i was used to from six years ago um 
so NASCAR then makes the decision, and and this is still something that I think is very confusing, and and a lot of the other drivers uh, were very upset about this as well, uh, including our team owner. Uh, we were all forcefully made to run wet tires on a dry track, and wet tires are not designed to uh, well, they're not designed for dry tracks, uh, and especially the the surface the surface at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway is very abrasive, very aggressive. Um, so that immediately puts a team and, and, and everyone in an odd position because we don't necessarily know what to do with the setup of the car. You know, I, I assume that we just try to run the tire pressures as low as possible because that's, they'll just go up like firecrackers. Uh, they'll get so hot from, from getting absolutely destroyed, uh, out there, but I also have not driven this car at this track at all at speed ever. And to do it on a tire that offers no support at all because a wet tire is made so soft and it's made for the wet, uh, it, it, it was the worst case scenario of all time in a, in a car that is admittedly not the fastest car and, and if anything is not a in general, has not been extremely competitive. And that's nothing against them. They were very honest with me about that. Um, but it meant that a lot of it was on me. And and I, I just did everything I could in one lap, but that's all we had. One lap in a situation where I had no idea essentially what I could do on this tire. On a slick tire as a driver, you kind of understand a, a little bit of the limits. And as you as you do one corner, you understand that there's enough grip so you can improve in the next corner. Whereas on this wet tire in the dry, you do one corner and you start to lose more grip every corner. So as someone who is trying to build speed and understand, okay, this might be a limit, you're actually losing grip as you go. And it gets worse and worse and worse. Um, and we did not have at the time any SMT or data to look at, uh, which normally I guess sometimes they do. Uh, because Sage had done a lap, my teammate, and even Sage and Ryan Ellis, my teammates, Ryan Ellis almost didn't make the race. Ryan Ellis was 33rd at the end of that session, and that was like very close to not making the race. Sage was only 27. So, you know, there, there was, our group definitely struggled, but it it was, it does not look good for me, admittedly, absolutely, but the the factors that go into this are very Connor Daly style. This is very much my life. This this type of stuff happens to me over the years all the freaking time. And it sucked. I went out there, did my lap, and we were flat out just not fast enough. And I had no idea why. It felt like we were driving on molten socks, like you were driving on lava socks, not yeah. tires. Um and and that was it. it. Essentially, there's no way to make it any better. So you have this whole session. We went out again, but the wet tires that you're forced to run, they're never going to go faster. They're just destroyed after after one corner. So obviously, it, it looks terrible for me. You know, NASCAR Twitter, who people don't even know me, except for obviously I tried to qualify the day, for the Daytona 500 in a car that looked like it was on jumping jacks. <laughs> um, you know, I... I already feel awful myself because I should like a lot of it I guess is in my hands but but it's but it's not because I physically couldn't drive the car any faster like 
we pushed that tire to the limit in one corner and it and there was nothing there. And the fact that both of my teammates were also barely there, you know, Tommy Joe Martins comes up to me afterwards and says, it's literally, that's the worst possible scenario we could have ever been in. Um, and realistically, you know, we were 36, right? 36, which is in the field, but all the several cars behind us or around us, they had more points, so we did not make the field. Um, so obviously, I've never not made a race in my life, um, but it was it was the most deflating thing I've ever been a part of because I literally never felt like I could go fast enough. Like I I was we were so far off that it was it was just it it was sad, and I have to accept responsibility. I, I don't physically know how you could possibly understand as someone who has never ever driven this car in the in the last five, six years, especially in this situation, a wet tire in the dry, which is completely the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing as a racing driver. It, it, it was all the factors that you lead. And again, of it, I'm the easiest person to blame. And if people want to blame me, that is completely acceptable. I think... I also suck after that too. But I also understand the reality of the situation. I understand that this was going on. I have to look at my teammates. I have to look at the complete lack of experience that I had. I look at the SMT data after the session that we got. And there were certain areas where we were losing speed, where I'm uh, not really sure how. So there was a lot of time there. There was a lot of stuff there that I'm happy to admit I am for sure partially at fault. I am for sure part of that program because I am behind the wheel. Uh, and that feels disgusting. Uh, but I look at where I was in the truck at Mid-Ohio, and we were very competitive and wet or dry. So I, there's something off there. There's something a little bit that that's never happened to me before. I've never been that far off in anything I've ever driven in my entire life. So... That must mean that there is a there is an element of something that was going on that again I can't say much because the the team tried everything they could in the tiny amount of time that we had the situation was uh, just complete awful from both every side but in my entire career it doesn't matter if I've not the you know, first time I ever drove a truck zero practice zero qualifying we went right into the truck race we finish in the top 20. Like, we finish 18, 19. So, like, there, there's never been a situation in my life where I've ever been that far off unless something is wrong, severely broken. Uh, you know, I've made the Indy 500 every time I've tried, never not missed, not made that race. Um, you know, even the even the Cup Series in the, in the 50 car where we, we were really struggling, still out-qualified several folks in the Cup field uh, at COTA. Uh, which is, you know, pure driving. So I, I I don't believe that that could have just happened legitimately. So I, I don't know what was going on there. Uh, it's very embarrassing. And it's and it's it's disgusting for the sponsors. It looks awful. And I'm willing to accept that it looks awful. Um, and to make it even worse, this is where uh, my girlfriend Amy had f flew in from L.A. to surprise me for the race that day. And so I get out of the car after not making the race, and there's Amy, my girlfriend, who had flown in to surprise me for the race. 
And I was like, oh boy, this is uh, this is an awful situation. So it's a little salt in the wound. It but was it was salt. all this. I mean, I was very happy to see her, but it's a very cross of emotions of like, oh. I hate everything, and I can't believe this just happened, and like, oh my goodness, this is just brutal. So one of the worst feelings I've ever had in my entire existence. I, I no shot I will ever get a chance in Xfinity again, which I completely understand, uh, unless I fi- pay for it. Um, but, uh, you know what? It is what it is. These things happen. I've always rebounded from everything before, but that's the story of, of how it all went down. Still a giant question mark in my mind. Sage had a great day on, on, on Saturday for that team in the dry. Thank God. Uh, Sage finished 15th. Ryan, I think finished 29th. So it's still a tough day for one of those cars, but, uh, yeah, t- 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 that's it. That's what happened. Yeah, man. Hey, it's uh, you mentioned it off the top. It's a tough business out there. Um, I think anybody who has followed racing for, you know, any solid amount of time, not even a solid amount of time, um, picks up pretty quickly that it is a tough business, a tough go. Um, and it can be, it can, it, can, it can catch up to anybody, you know. The anvil can hit anybody at any given time. As Marshall yeah. Pruitt, uh, likes to likes to say, and, and I think and just one, of it. one thing I really want to just because as there are so many just way too simple minded folks out there who cannot understand the elements that go into everything. Right, motor racing has more elements in it than any other sport when it comes to performance, um, and when all of those elements are against you, uh, we just saw Joseph Newgarden qualify nineteenth for an IndyCar race. Right, like, whoa, hey, whoa, is that on the driver? Absolutely not. That is a combination of everything. You know what I mean? So there is there is so many things that that have to go right, and there are so many things that, especially in the NASCAR world, people can tell you, and 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 you see things, and and I obviously do not have a lot going for me currently this year. I mean, it's been the worst year ever, probably of my life. Um, and even getting in like the shank car, it actually went way better than we think. But again, if you look at the results, it does not shout anything special. But if you look at how it really goes, people like during the during the race in race two, during the race in race one, without the issues that we run into, there's a lot of good things that happen, which is why I have been hired again to drive an Indy car. This isn't because it's like a a lottery pick or like something that like they like they got forced into through some like you know weird uh like mob law like this is like this is a legit situation that's happening um so i just i just want to let people know that and, and i try to i i say this for other drivers that i know as well there are way more good drivers than you even think of in in this sport um that have been in awful situations that have been in tough situations um that that i believe are kind of, you know, Ross Chastain, for example, always drove the back marker cars in NASCAR until he gets that one chance to drive with the top team in Ganassi. Guess what? Now he's a household name, right? He makes questionable decisions, but he's a household name. So there's a lot of good drivers at the back in NASCAR that I think, you know, deserve a chance. And and there's so much that goes on that that lead that leads to these these certain performances, these certain things that happen. And so when you're looking at our sport 
just know that you're looking at a a a a situation, a a a thing that yes, the best drivers they usually do end up getting their you know their shot. They usually do end up delivering. Um, but there are some people that are right there that probably will never get their shot too. And 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 that is something that is always brutal about this sport. But we're still out here making a living driving race cars. And and for me, I'll do it no matter what the situation is. Because as much as I want to punch every single person on Twitter that I read that just have no idea what's going on, that have a blank egg as their profile picture or a picture of someone's car or like a fish, I like I that it doesn't matter like i will still say yes to anything no matter how difficult it is which is which is going to be like my challenge with ray hall letterman landing in next weekend is going to be extremely difficult and we might have a difficult weekend but i'm going to go into it and do the best job that i can and work with that team and do the best job that we can overall because that's where we're racing drivers that's what we do yeah dude um it is uh it, 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 that was it, a lot, I know. No, to, I to, wanted to get that out there. Well, I always tell you this. I've been telling you this for a while. As someone who is a fellow uh, public per, public online person, <laughs> got to stay out of the comments, man. Just, just <laughs> no. I can't doesn't matter, do it. <laughs> doesn't matter who you are. Man, I go on clips of Jerry Seinfeld, and I see people ripping him. I'm like, people are ripping Jerry Seinfeld. There's, there's no hope in the world, right? So- uh, the guy got to stay out of those, but I actually saw that as well. The other day, I saw someone say, uh, something about Scott Dixon, like, oh, like he could like, there's, he just got lucky or like, he was actually really bad. He just did this. And I'm like, now I've lost all faith in these idiots in the world. Like, oh my goodness gracious. It's always going to be, always going to be those. Always. Yeah. Well, so but, no one is safe. Yeah. Stay out, stay out the comments. Racing season is well underway, and it's time to go full throttle. Feel the excitement of every lap like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $150 in bonus bets instantly, no matter what goes down on the track. Although IndyCar is off this upcoming weekend, the NASCAR Cup Series is racing at Watkins Glen this Sunday with Chase Elliott favored at plus 350 and future 2024 Indianapolis 500 rookie Kyle Larson at plus 500. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now with code SPEED. New customers can bet $5 and get $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code SPEED only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. For state-specific disclaimers, check the show notes. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash terms. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. But you mentioned it. You have this opportunity now, and if you got that out of you, I would love to pick your brain about the announcement that was made on Tuesday, as we record this on Wednesday, um, that you will be driving the number 30 ride for Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan, formerly uh, our pal Jack Harvey was a driver in that car, yes. and you will be in that ride uh, for the Gateway race coming up um, a week and a half from now. Now... I know that you've been out at the racetrack, um, that you were out there a little bit over the weekend, obviously at Indy. Um, how did this how did this come about, man? Can you take us through kind of uh the ins and the outs and kind of like we did almost in a way with the Meyer Shank Simon Pagano timeline? Is there a timeline maybe that you can provide us some events of how it went down here with RLL? Because I mean, I I you know, there have been rumors that Jack maybe would would not get to finish the season that you see on Twitter and stuff. But, uh, you know, I'm sitting there shopping for for new eyeglasses yesterday. And <laughs> all of a sudden I get a few handful, handful of people text me and I'm like, whoa, what is this? You know, it's like, yeah, I just get like CD or like Connor. Did you see? I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And I check Twitter and I see that. And it was like, oh, oh damn. Like, you know, I had, to, I had to tell the person to help me out with my eyeglasses. I was like, I need a second real quick to like see what's going on here. <laughs> Um, so can you take us through that at all? Yeah, you know, I, I definitely can't speak uh to the to the details too much. I, I, I but well I what I can say and uh and I and I have I've talked to Jack already. If there's anyone who knows exactly how he feels, it's me. Um I I know uh how this works. Um it you know, my situation was obviously a surprise for me. Uh, it current, you know, and 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 I, um, you know, and it's a and it's a it's not a good feeling. It's it's a it's a difficult situation. Um, and I, you know, I I guess I just this sport is ruthless. Like, kind of the I guess the this episode should should just be titled ruthless motor racing I don't know something like that but it's it's a it's a situation where you know when when I get the call um you, you have to be ready for anything right like in this sport in my current situation where I am not you know I am not currently you know full-time employed by anyone you know when Mike Shank called me um you know that that was one of the most enjoyable experiences that I got to have in my career is driving for Mike Shank racing you know driving for that that organization um but again the, you know things uh you know things happen situations change um i will never forget my experience with mike shank racing I, I i think you know mike is someone who i have a lot of respect for and again 
it was a week by week thing and 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 weeks go by and things change every day and when i got this call um you know my life changed i was like whoa all right um you know yeah like i i obviously had to say yes um and you know the fact that it it does uh, you know, replace a a, a friend of mine, a, a former teammate of mine, uh, a friend of ours, friend of the show, uh, Jack Harvey. Um, you know that is that is tough. But again, the, these teams make decisions for uh, for the future. Obviously, the season is almost ending. They want to figure out where what their future looks like, of course. Um, and and I would love to be a part of any team's future at the moment. Uh, but you know, the Ray Allettervin Lanigan organization is one team which is crazy but i've now driven for everyone except for penske and capacity so like rayall is a group that i have not been a part of before i I do not know how that organization works i i know that they had an incredible weekend they've had a great couple weekends the last couple weekends um you know they've they've been on the season is really i mean big make the argument that they've really been the star of the show i mean it's from (laughs) From where Compared they were in the first half, yes, yeah. From where they were at St. Pete, and then with Indy, obviously, and then now where they've been with with Toronto, and then over the weekend in Mid Ohio with Graham staying all up on the on the front row. Uh, I mean, really, really impressive stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 you know, I I have to thank them for the chance. You know, I I call Bobby. Uh, I, I'd say in in July. Um, you know, asking if they could run an extra car at, at Nashville because I had some people that were trying to run, uh, you know, trying to sponsor me for Nashville, trying to run an extra car. Obviously, they had run, you know, an extra car. Um, and 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 Bobby was like, "Hey, man, we gotta. I think we gotta. You know, they're, they're we're trying to figure out a few things. You know, we're trying to make sure that we, you know, we get our performance on track. And and I got to give Bobby. I mean, they did. They've done a great job. And 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 the fact that Bobby still, you know, called me. And and Steve Erickson, those guys, uh, you know, to to do this job. Obviously, it's just one race, um, but it's a track that I know very well. It's a track that I've had a lot of success at, um, and you know, I, I I'm I'm extremely thankful for this opportunity. I mean, I've known Mike Lanigan for forever. David Letterman has been a great friend of my father's for a long time. Uh, you know, and David's been a very very great supporter of mine for a long time. He's always been friendly to me. Um, and and I mean I've known Graham since I was a kid. I mean, right? I mean, I've I've known Graham for forever. It seems like my mom is best friends with Graham's mom. Like this is just it's a it's just kind of an odd situation that we're kind of all united here. Um, but it's a tough situation, you know. Again, it's a situation you can't go to the comments, right? There, everyone's got their opinion on why it's happening, and Jack has a ton of supporters that, of course, will you know. Will, live and die by whatever you know each each driver has their supporters and and i feel bad that this situation has to happen i hate it but yeah like we 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 hate it but we but we the worst it's like this is what we do it's yeah this but we have if i have a situation i have to drive you know just like like ryan on he sent me a very nice text even though i you know we've had our comings togethers now in 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 iowa but he did send me a, a nice text, uh, you know, a little bit after what happened in my situation happened, uh, you know, and I text Jack the same thing. I said, hey, man, I text, I said, you know what? This is a tough deal. I respect you as a friend, and I I hope that, uh, you know, you will be back in the game, uh, you know, as 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 soon as possible. And, and you know, obviously we're cool because Jack, Jack, Jack gets it. Jack's a smart guy. He knows what's going on. And, and I mean, I feel like obviously – 
you know, he's going to jump at any opportunity that he gets in the future to, to drive no matter what the situation is. But yeah, tough situation, but we're going to look at the positives. Uh, you know, I have a job to do for this number 30 car. There's a lot of great people on this team. Uh, you know, my chief mechanic, I work I, there. I've worked with before at Foy. Several of the of the engineers I know quite well. Uh, ben is is there, who's Christian Lundgaard's engineer. Ben called my race in the 2021 Indy 500, which we all thought we were going to win. Um, so a lot of familiar faces there. Very excited to work with them and have my Jack on the car as well. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's a wild situation, man. This sport is just, I mean. It, IndyCar, I think, has had more drama this year than 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 most other sports. So it's 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 pretty crazy to be a part of right now. Yeah, no, it is, and and you know it is entertaining, but it does it does just suck, you know, because especially uh, you know in our camp, like I said, I mean, Jack may have been our favorite interview that we've done on this show. Yeah, I agree. This year. Um, and then off the air and off the track, yeah. I mean, Jack is a dear friend of mine. You know, he's somebody who over the past couple of years, we've gotten to know each other, you know, personally to where we go get beers and we hang out and we're, you know, in fantasy football leagues together and stuff. And so it's just, uh, you know, being the partner with you here on the show, it's like, okay, this is great. Happy for Connor. Yeah. Uh, you know, like pumped to be able to talk about this, but uh, you know, it's kind of one of those of all the guys, you know, yeah. all the guys it had to be, it had to be Jack. So, and I mean, we have a full, I have a full minute video of me screaming for Jack making the Indy 500. You know what I mean? Like, I, right. Yeah. Like, we, you know, we're cheering for old buddy to make the 500. It's just this sport. I, I think this sport, and, and, and I, I don't, I think anyone who supports any other sport could, could probably argue with me, but like this game that we're playing, I think is the one of the most ruthless in the world. And it's one of the most difficult ones in the world because of all the outside elements, because of all the things that are, yeah, uh, are, are directly related to us as drivers performing, uh, whether it's the environment you're in, whether it's the, the, the vehicle itself that you're driving, whether it's the, uh, you know, your, your own mental side, uh, you know, drivers can get in their own mental, you know, spaces that, that, that lead to difficult performances. Um, and, and things change every race, right? Like there's a mechanical element, there's things, technically you know the upgrades to the certain parts of the car this that and whatever uh you know when we get a next when we get a car next year an indy car that has this hybrid element to it that changes the weight that changes the the center of gravity that changes how the the weight is distributed distributed you might see a whole different field of good cars like it, it, this could be crazy so there's there there's a lot that can happen in this sport uh and i just if if you're a fan of this sport and you're a fan of, and and you see a driver that that's been through a c tough couple races. Be kind to them. <laughs> it's right. this is a. I mean, we should be mentally built tough enough to handle anything. And I feel like I certainly am now. But um, but it's a it's a it's a it's a brutal game that we're playing for sure. No matter if you're in Formula One, NASCAR, IndyCar, whatever it is, it it almost you know it feels like from the outside people will look at it and it'll be like. Oh wow, Connor's taking Jack's girlfriend. You know, <laughs> like Connor's being ruthless. Like in high school, you know, it's like maybe like a dude is dating, maybe your buddy's dating a girl, and then all of a sudden you're kind of like, well, I kind of like her. Then she kind of falls for you, and you take a girlfriend. But really, that's not it. It's like no, it's like it's like if if the dad of the girl was like, 
hey, actually, um, you're out, and we're, we're we're bringing in this new guy. We're bringing in a new guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you I know, guess so it's like, yeah. It, it, what, what I'm saying, when I make that analogy, that's actually an interesting thing. It's like, yeah. yeah. What I'm saying is, it's not like a Connor versus Jack thing where you're oh, like, no, absolutely not. You know, or or wasn't it a Ryan Hunter Ray versus Connor thing? It's a it, it it's it's out of everyone's control, and then yeah. when that happens, of course the Ryan Hunter Ray is going to take that opportunity. Of course, the Connor Daly is going to take that opportunity. Absolutely. Um, of course, that new guy is going to take the opportunity to date that girl, um, because at the end of the day, you're drivers, and that's what you want to do. And 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 with how ruthless it is, it's just that's how the game is played. It is. Yeah, and 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 it's you know a lot like when. You know, an experience like I, I'm experienced now in this game, right? So you know, you, you you don't look. These team owners know a lot more than uh, you know than the than the casual fan that's like, hey, well, Connor uh, isn't full time, or he finished 17th at Iowa, or whatever. But like, team owners know to look deeper, right? They know to look, hey, like this is going to be our the best chase, best case scenario. And realistically, when it comes to oval experience right now, and and the results that I do have on ovals, and and the the pace that I've got on ovals. Um, you know, I, 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 I do appreciate that chance. It's hard to, it's hard to go with a rookie for an oval race. Uh, you know, yeah. I know they have, uh, several situations I'm sure in their future that they, you know, that they're, that they're looking at. Um, but again, can't speak too much to the details other than, uh, just excited to work with the, you know, this team. Um, it's, it's a, it's a great opportunity for me. Uh, you know, St. Louis is going to be a, a, a very interesting race considering I believe we have to run uh a set of the green tires the alternate <laughs> compound and uh and the primary tires as well the first time that's ever happened at an oval so that, that you know a lot of potential for interesting results there um but uh yeah it's it's been an interesting week every day has been crazy busy and different you know we got the rally cross thing coming up i'm i'm now you know i'm going over uh do you know trying to do some sim work for uh for ray hall and and then straight to the SRX commentary, and then flying straight to Salt Lake City to do two races in the in the route in the Nitro Cross series, uh, which you can watch this weekend live on Rumble. Um, and then yeah, and then back here on uh, on in a matter of four days, five days to uh, you know to get ready for you know the the week of St. Louis. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Moving and grooving, man. Yeah, that's great. I, Crazy. Um, yeah, you're you're moving and grooving, and then yeah, I, while you're doing SRX, I'll be performing um, at Summit City Comedy Club in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So if we have any speed street motor motorsport um, fans of us, fans of 
fans of mine who on a Thursday night want to get the weekend started off and have a good time, um, you can come see me there. Uh, tickets are available, or I'll be in Cincinnati on Tuesday, the 22nd. Um, so yeah, you can check that out. So we're both moving and grooving, man, for sure. Um, something that I want to get to as well that I was really still just trying to... <laughs> I was getting these texts and these, <laughs> these links and everything during the, like I said, I'm a, I'm a groomsman. I know where you're going with this too. Letting. I know exactly where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'm trying to wrap my head around it, but obviously, you know, I've had a few adult beverages and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Oh, now Alex Blow is not going to McLaren? I mean, what, what is happening? <laughs> I have no idea what is happening. Uh, Alex Blow, friend of the show, uh, friend of the show, fr- friend of mine. I've, I've talked to Alex a lot this year. Um, we uh, we train with the same trainer now. Uh, I have no idea what's going on. I really don't. I, I don't know. I mean, contracts in this era, maybe they're not as, like, legit as we think they are. I, I don't I don't know. Uh maybe there's always a way out. I, I don't I don't know that. Uh I mean I've experienced several different contractual situations where you're like, oh, all right. Um but the quotes from like Zach Brown, who is pretty high up in the motor racing world, um, the quotes from the management group that dropped Alex below or like that don't work with him anymore. Um I just hope it's a documentary someday. I mean, I hope Alex Pillow makes it to the top level of Formula One or something or becomes uh, Spain's president or whatever it is, and there's a wild documentary about how this all went down because I just want to know. Like, my my immediate thought was Alex has to have signed a Formula One contract with someone. Like, Alex either either had to get bought out entirely by Red Bull he had to be fully like, all right, we're going to be... Because I know Alex. I, Alex, for sure, I think he wants to go to F1. I think that, that's... Yeah. that's. I mean, that's has, all of our hasn't goals. Hasn't made that secret. Yeah. secret. But, like, that has to be the case, right? Because if not, then it's like, oh, boy, that, I don't know. Or, I mean, to be fair, Chip Ganassi Racing is an awesome organization, right? Like, I don't I, mean, I would never want to leave them in my life. Like, I, I, I would leave literally, after this year. I, I, I would do... Anything to drive unless for it's Red Bull, yeah. unless it's Red Bull and Formula One, or maybe for our act, I don't know. But yeah. one of those top ones. How in the hell can you justify leaving the ten ride at Chip Ganassi right now after this yeah. year that he had? I, I would do unforgivable things to drive for Chip Ganassi Racing. I, I would. I mean, it, it that is the most coveted opportunity I think right now in IndyCar racing. Uh, it's it's a it's a fantastic situation so you know maybe i i just am excited i think it gives us a great thing to pay attention to it gives the media a great thing to pay attention to it it it's going to be probably a bumpy road for alex at times but boy he's going to clinch the championship probably next weekend and he won't have to worry about anything for yeah. the entire like 6 month off season so uh, well, he won't have to worry about driving anything. He's going to be worried about probably sorting out where he's driving next year. Um, but I'm I'm just very curious because, like, obviously McLaren are building this huge powerhouse in IndyCar, in Formula One. I mean, McLaren is massive. IndyCar, 
Formula E, Formula One, like Extreme E, like McLaren is is doing big things. They've got Kyle Larson next year for an extra car for the 500. Like, so you know, and and look, it, Zach Brown doesn't seem like the guy that you wanna you wanna mess with. I I don't know. Zach Brown yeah, has always asking. been good to me. You know, Zach Brown has been cool to me. You know, he let me drive for his team one race, uh, Portland, when he was getting involved. Uh, but he doesn't seem like a guy you want to mess with. And, yeah, exactly. Neither is Chip, right? Chip's got those gangster vibes to him where, like, hey, I'm not going to mess with Chip. He, he's he got that, like, Pittsburgh, uh, you know, Pittsburgh, hey, don't mess with us type type attitude. I just... Which I respect. Yeah, I mean, uh, at this point... If we flash forward to December of 2023. Oh, man. And somebody said, yeah, Pelot's still at Ganassi number 10, or Pelot is with Ferrari in Formula One, or Pelot is uh, manning an astronaut uh, astronaut NASA trip to go to Mars. I would probably be like, yeah, okay. Just because I have Sweet. no clue what is going on with, you know, like, I mean, this guy just absolutely zigs when, he, when we think he needs zagging. And, and I just can't keep up. I mean, the management team's gone. Uh, it, it's absolutely fascinating that he's been able to drive and have these results because you know all this stuff's been going on behind the scenes, right? All, all, oh, the, yeah, all yeah. this work, all these conversations, and, and, and the seemingly torn inner self of him of, you know, what do I want to leave? Do I want to stay? Do I want to go to McLaren? I, I just can't figure this guy out. I mean, it's it's it's, it's almost like he's a robot. Like, it's it's fascinating. <laughs> Fascinating. And I, yeah, and I love Alex. I mean, Alex has been the complete dominant force um in the IndyCar series. The guy is a is a insane talent. Um and he's a great dude as well. I I him and his 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 wife, Nothing great people. Alex. Yeah. Love the guy. I just I mean, it's more the situation. It's not his decisions. It's like the situation is like something I don't think I've seen in my lifetime of of motor racing, I mean, there's been some wild deals that have been done, and certainly there are deals that the public has never heard of that have been close to happening but never happened, and and things that you're like, man, I mean, shoot, when I was at when I was 18, there was a USF one team that was going to happen, and I was signed to be one of the drivers, and, and I was like, that never happened, you know, like there was there was never going to be anything like that was all complete false, but like there's been some wild stuff. Uh, in motorsport that you're just like oh my goodness gracious and this is a this is one of those things where you're just like hey i'm gonna make some s'mores by the fire because i can't wait to see what's going on here at the finish i have no idea 100 and like you said he's about to close the championship his second you know he's he's probably gonna go out there gateway put up a phenomenal finish and it's like it doesn't even matter, but I just uh, the 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 on track guy and the off track circus, to be quite honest, is just so interesting. And how the balance works there, I, I I still can't figure it out. And like I said, I wouldn't be surprised whatever is coming down the pipeline here in the next few weeks, next few months that we're going to see from Alex below. I really want it. And what it is is great for the sport. That that's you know it, sadly. Alex might have to go through some tough times, but either way, it's great for people that like our sport, great for entertainment value. Um, and I hope for his sake, it all goes okay. He all ends up being all right. I mean, it's a wild scene. Ben, what do you think? I want to get your opinion on this as well, because you're, much, you're a youth 
you're a young person, but you read the news, like, is it is it just as crazy to a uh, someone who is a younger race fan who supports this, like who goes in this who's in this series that has been paying attention to IndyCar? I I question his motive of assuming. <laughs> let's say he wins the championship. It's he's got two in his bag. Is it really worth jumping up to F one, leaving all his IndyCar contacts and and contracts behind to go run for probably a mid the bottom to your team for a few years and then you kind of get spit out because that's just kind of the trend if you're not with a top team like True. is it really worth it to go do that and then let's say he does get spit out it's like okay can you come back to IndyCar can you are you going to have to just go run sports cars like what kind of happens that's the whole you know timeline that some drivers take when they leave F1 like do, is it worth it or is yeah. does going to F1 and even running okay with the mid team boost your stock even more than running and being successful in IndyCar. Yeah, it's it's a wild situation. I just saw IndyCar on NBC. They they put out a little graphic here too, which again adds adds a little bit of fuel to the fire. Gavin Ward, who's the the head over there at McLaren, he's like the chief uh chief of the watch over there at McLaren. Um he says it's a very much it's a very much in demand seat. We are trying to build something special. Who wouldn't want to be a part of that? And then Barry Wanzer from Chip Ganassi Racing. Chip Barry Wanzer, great guy. I like Barry a lot. Alex is a calm guy. He understands everything we are trying to do and the big picture. Things are looking good for sure. So, I mean, I it's there's these two battle of the titans. Um, but let me tell you how motorsport works as well. And this might be a bit of an aggressive prediction, but... Alex Pillow will never, ever set foot in a McLaren ever again. I, I don't believe that as long as Zach Brown is there, as long as any of those folks are there, Alex Pillow will never set foot in a McLaren. I, 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 it doesn't matter if it's F1, IndyCar, uh, a streetcar, they're not going to sell them one on the road. Like I, Because this sport, like, it's a very personal thing. Like, it's a it's you make one person upset, they'll never forget it. And 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 teams and and that's why like I've always tried to keep great relationships with all these teams. I'm dreaming for all of them now because like I have a great relationship with everyone. Like people know me, and I've not you know obviously there's probably one that I'm I probably won't be uh, you know in the same type of spirits. Like I don't think I'm going to be driving for at least one of them uh, anytime soon. But you know there there's just so much in that sport in this sport that can people can take really personally. And I just, I don't think Alex Blow is ever going to be able to set foot in a McLaren ever again, which is, uh, you know what? Maybe he won't need it, but I, that's an organization I would want to have on my side. <laughs> so, unlike, so unlike the Godfather, it, it is personal. It's not business. There's a lot that, well, this situation might've been a business thing or might've been something, but like, but there's a lot that you could still, no matter what happens on the business side, I think there's still going to be a personal thing where it's like, hey, you know what? This guy's probably not going to be involved in our organization. Yeah. Does this open up the door for Pato to do anything, or is he still going to be locked up in IndyCar for a bit? I actually have no idea what it is. I don't know what it does for Felix Rosenquist. I don't know what it does for Pato. I don't know what it does for the whole, you know, silly season in general. There is so many open seats. I, I think I read an article or heard something that there's like 16 or 17 open seats, which means there are 16 or 17 drivers that are not contracted for next year, which is pretty crazy right now. 
Well, that's what I wanted to get to, Connor, coming off of this, is um, silly season update that we got from our pal Marshall Pruitt on racer.com right before we started recording. Um, and some pretty juicy tidbits, I would say. Some pretty juicy info, uh, not so much about Alex Pillow. It was kind of still up in the air about, obviously, what the hell is going to go on there. <laughs> but apparently, it is sounding like the way well, that we'll still have a Swede and the number eight ride for Chip Ganassi next year, but the Swede will not be Marcus Erickson. The Swede will be Linus Lundquist. Oh, said interesting. Said in the report that in the coming days you could probably expect for uh, more of that news to come about. That it will be the youngster Linus Lundquist taking over the eight ride, because we are waiting from the words of Marshall Pruitt um, for. <laughs> And Marcus Erickson to head over to Andretti Autosport and drive the number 29 ride. Woo! I mean, that's news to me. I'm glad you're telling me. Very interesting. I mean, look, Linus, just with his first weekend, you know, again, the way this sport works personally and the way this sport works with momentum and all kinds of jazz, you know, he, Linus finished 12th over the weekend. Uh, you know, solid result, right? Solid. Uh, and... I mean, good for him. I, I guess that's all I got to say. Who You know, the funny, one thing I want to mention about Linus, which I don't know whoever his PR team on Facebook is or whatever. I, I, for some reason, I don't know whether I'm like a fan of his or like a friend of his on Facebook. I have no idea why. But I, I read the Linus Lundquist Facebook updates, and I have never seen a more positive spin of adjectives for every single article written. Like, Linus, the fastest rookie whose name begins with L or so, like some wild stats that are like said on Facebook and again credit to that team because again you got to paint the best picture you could possibly paint and boy is he doing the job as well himself on the racetrack um, but it's just funny to see that whole combination of things I mean good for him I I'm excited to see where what everything you know how everything goes down over the next few days few weeks um, you know I obviously have a lot that I want to sort out myself uh, but I'm not going to be hired by anyone unless I have a big sponsor with me or, or, or you know, or the, you know, we get, we get some things going. Um, but yeah, going to be interesting to see, you know, see how these next few weeks play out. Gran Turismo, based on a true story, is a movie about a team of unlikely underdogs, a struggling working class gamer, a failed former race car driver, and an idealistic motorsports executive. Together, they risk it all to take on the most elite sport in the world. Directed by Neil Blomkamp, the movie features an incredible cast led by David Harbour alongside Orlando Bloom, Jaimon Hansu, Jerry Halliwell Horner, and Archie Medekwi as Jan Mardenborough. Some of the most famous racing competitions in the world are recreated through the use of actual Nissan GTs, drones, and practical effects. The racing sequences are so realistic that the real-life Jan Mardenborough himself actually served as the stunt driver for the film. This is a movie that needs to be seen on the big screen. It's an inspiring, thrilling, and action-packed movie that proves nothing is impossible when you're fueled from within. Gran Turismo, based on a true story, is exclusively in movie theaters this August 25th with special sneak previews this weekend. Get your tickets today. Rated PG-13. Yep, so that's the latest as we record here on Wednesday, August 16th. Again, that's from Marshall Pruitt and Racer.com. Um, obviously, credit there because we're just, you know, spitballing and talking about it. Marshall's the one out doing the 
reporting and the, and the conversing, but that's just the latest we've heard from him. Um, all right, you want to get into our segments? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get into the podium, I think. All right, what let's do, you do uh, weekend podium. Yeah, why don't you start us off with uh, your number three there? All right. Well, getting into the podium from the weekend. Um, with P3, honestly, then this is very... I went I went straight into racing. Uh, and and I, this is not... I, I actually had decided this before the, the RLL announcement came out, but I just have Ray Hall, Letterman, Landing, and Racing as P3. I, I think... What they have done, uh, you know, Graham and Christian over the last couple of weeks and, and that whole group, that whole organization, I mean, my gosh. Graham was the fastest car at the Indy GP. I mean, he drove down and tried to, almost got Dixon after making up a six-second gap. I mean, he was on fire and Lundgaard was right there as well, almost uh, two podiums in a row. Um, so pretty pretty impressive, uh, just overall performance from from that group. And honestly... Very excited to be a part of that. Now, it's a completely different challenge, you know, at Iowa, right? I, I think they've struggled a little bit at the short ovals, at ovals in general. Um, so there's going to be some things that we're going to have to work on. But cool to be with a team that's got a lot of really good momentum right now as well. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, even, you know, to your point, uh, Graham, Christian, and then Jack was in the fast 12. Um, so, you know, the result maybe wasn't there, but, you know, qualifying was able to advance. So, uh, all, all around solid there from RLL. Uh, all right. Uh, my third place, I'm going to, before I get into racing, there's racing coming, there's racing coming, but it, in, in true me fashion, I got to start off with a little bit of food. All right. So <laughs> third place for me is going to be handed to late night Taco Bell. All right. Late night oh, Taco fourth Bell. Meal. Um, yep, had that uh, Saturday night after the wedding was roaming the streets of Bloomington. Uh, we were at a place and right across the street from it was a Taco Bell. Me and a couple buddies uh, made our way over there and uh, enjoyed ourselves some some uh, cheesy chicken quesadillas and nachos and burritos and Baja Blasts. And uh, yeah, I mean, in classic fashion, I think it saved me. You know, I wasn't feeling Love great that, the man. next day, but I think if I didn't have that in me, then... Uh, I would have been hurting even worse. So the late night Taco Bell, emphasis on late night. You know, I'm not yes. going to really go at 12.30 during the day for my lunch break. No. Uh, and that spot really comes through weekend podium for sure. I mean, Alex Rossi has, uh, I mean, he even ordered DoorDash Taco Bell to the Indy 500 banquet two years ago. I mean, there is there is an element that on some days you just have to have Taco Bell. And I'm not going to lie. I, you know, I try to be a healthy eater myself, but it, man, if you have to spend $135 on getting as much Taco Bell as possible delivered to your house at, at 12.30 in the morning, that sometimes is the greatest, one of the greatest feelings in the world, and it has been done before. So I, again, big fan of Taco Bell. Not a regular thing, but when it happens, I got to give them credit for the quality of their products. Absolutely. Ah. Ben, do you have a P3 of your podium? I do. Um, I'm going to stick a little bit. I like throwing in football because, fo again, football's back. We've already established that. Um, football's back, I, baby. I love I love my docuseries. So uh, Hard Knocks is back. Um, it pains me to say this. That's why I'm putting this at number three. Aaron Rodgers maybe isn't a bad guy. And I understand oh. <laughs> the Jets um, approve all the footage that goes on there. They had him on there for maybe 15 minutes, but really... They painted Aaron Rodgers as maybe not being a bad guy, interacting with the teammates. He's teaching Zach Wilson. So, you know what? I'm not saying he's fully coming around to me because he's done a lot of damage to me as a Vikings fan. So, there's always going to be a little bit of a cold spot in my heart for him. But, um, 
you know what? Some people can change. So, I, you know, E3. It's amazing. And this, you know, can go out to kind of like the com- comments Scar was talking about in the comment section. It's amazing what happens when you see people in a different light. <laughs> right. You may actually know them a little tiny bit. <laughs> How right. much it changes your perception. It's amazing. Look, I, I am guilty of uh, Sunday night. Um, I, I, I was, you know, yeah, I had a rough weekend. I, I had a nice uh, glass of bourbon in my hand and I was watching Hard Knocks and I might have placed uh, bets on the Jets to win the AFC Championship, win the Super Bowl. I placed a bet on all kinds of things related to the Jets for success. Uh, so now I have um, my my bourbon bets section is uh, all belongs to the Jets right now. So I, I completely understand that. Hard Knocks fuels the fire. And you can talk about football bets. So that's good. Exactly. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Jets are going nine and eight, though. That's just me. Okay, um, nine and eight. All right. All right. Uh, Connor, P2. All right. So P2, this is a bit of a off the racing. P2, I'm going to go with Alex Rossi's pool. Uh, Alex Rossi's pool. We had a great day there on Sunday. Uh, I needed to do something that got me out of the house, that got me out of uh, wanting to shove my skull through a brick wall uh, mode and had a nice brunch. Alex Rossi, Sage Karam, uh, their associated ladies. Uh, our buddy Tim Durham from uh, from the Off Track podcast was there. Uh, just a nice afternoon. When you own a pool, apparently, it's just, it's got to be a cool thing. And so, appreciate Alex Rossi having us over there. The kindness uh, of those folks. Um, you know, we watched some uh, preseason NFL games. We watched the NASCAR race there. Uh, I fell asleep in the grass. Uh, because it was very cozy out there, very nice in the sun. Uh, I was getting a little tan. Uh, thankfully, I put on my sunscreen. Um, so thank you to Alex Rossi. The pool. That's I that, big big fan of Alex Rossi. Didn't know he had a pool. <laughs> Love to be invited sometime. There uh, you go. Right, you were number, at a wedding, bro. <laughs> <laughs> number two uh, for me. I'm going to go back to racing, and I'm going to say just uh, the NDGP because. Uh, I feel like the last handful of races, really maybe all of them, honestly, uh, has, has always kind of had the, the, it's kind of a drag, it's kind of boring, especially the second one, it's in August, it's, it feels like the minor leagues compared to NASCAR, just because it's, you know, you're bumped out of the garages, it's it's on Saturday, it's before Xfinity, all that, um, but after going back and, and, and watching the recap and from everybody that I've talked to, all my reliable, you know, friend racing sources, um, you know, everybody's been like, that was awesome. It was very entertaining. And That's I great. This. So, uh, you know, I think uh, it's worth a, a tip of the cap and a second place there for just the NDGP having a good weekend. Yeah, I respect that. I, I completely agree. A um, lot of people there, a lot of interesting weather that had to be dealt with. Um, but I, I, I really like the road course weekend. I, I think the combination of everyone there is such a special thing for race fans. Um, I know people want to go, wanted to go back to the Oval, the Brickyard weekend, um, but uh, it really is cool for both series to be involved together in that weekend. I, I really hope we do more of that going forward. Which it is, isn't it? Didn't they make oh. the teams the 30th anniversary? It's going around. I don't know. People were speculating, and I, I try. I couldn't even get an answer out of Doug Bowles either. So uh, we'll see. 
They wouldn't have put were also in that direction the- in the promo flyer, and they wouldn't have said coming around the 30th <laughs> if it weren't doing it. Come on. I mean, they were testing on the oval as well, like Ben yeah. said. So I, I, they're 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 doing the research. They're doing the research. Got it. Ben, <laughs> um, I'm going to go to a little bit of Twitter beef because everybody likes Twitter beef. Um, Joseph Newgarden calling David Malukas an f boy. I don't know if you guys <laughs> saw that at all. Did oh. see that. Whoa. Yeah, I watched the Bus Bros episode. I did watch that yes. Bus Bros episode just to catch up on the beef. Yeah, right. Highly entertaining. So, uh, Joey, if you didn't see, Joseph and Scott went out in the streets of Nashville, did a little man on the street content, and were asking people to rate different drivers. David Malukas came up, and they had uh, they asked a few different women uh, what they thought of him, and every one of them said he looked like an F boy or like a tryhard. Um, and so that's kind of the narrative got going. Uh, David then takes to Twitter and says, um, no way the man that was shirtless, thirst trapping on 100 days to Indy is calling me an F-boy with the skull emoji. So ah, is this ah, the return go. of Indy rivals? Yeah. Are we, I mean, I feel like we're unearthing something here. So I don't know, Especially, but I respect, I respect David Malukas's mind. Great tweet there. Like that absolutely. was, it didn't even tag at Joseph Newgarden. Like great tweet. That's, that's what Twitter is all about. Absolutely. You know, Especially when I remember uh, after Gateway last year when Lil Dave was born and he was up on the podium uh, with Joseph and Scotty and people were kind of talking, you know, oh man, David Lucas, he's reminding us, reminding us of a young Joseph Newgarden, like this this guy's the next up and comer, everything like that. So maybe Newgarden's kind of saying, hey, young pup, I'm still the big dog here. And maybe Malukas is going at him and saying, hey, man, I'm not afraid of your bark. Come on, man, I'll bite it. And also, David Malukas is probably the best tweeter in IndyCar. Scotty Mack's up there, good tweeter. But David Malukas, I send my buddy Jeremiah his tweets, and Jeremiah's forty, and he's <laughs> like, he's the first, he's the first like Gen Z or IndyCar. Like, I don't get what he's saying, but like, <laughs> it's funny. Like the memes he comes up with after he'll like, you know, his car blows up and he's out of the race every weekend, seemingly. Like they're hysterical, you know. And like a lot of people are probably like, what the hell is that? But I think it's important. So David Malukas, big star on social media. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. Good for him. Good for him. The key to Gen Man. Z tweets and everything is always try to keep it chaotic with the memes. Oh, so, yeah. And I, 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 guess I, I also got to remember, I, I got to keep remembering, like, David Malukas is a child still. Like, he's a youth. He's a young man. Uh, Joseph Newgarden, an older fella. He is older than me. Uh, but I watched the episode of Bus Bros. Um, I just to see the you know what 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 started this uh, very entertaining product. So if you haven't watched that Bus Bros video, please watch it and then also look at David Malukas's Twitter. You got to respect his Twitter. I hope we have him on the show here at some point. I, I think I'm going to try to get him for for next week. We'll see. That would be great. great, especially going uh, to way that was like I think the best weekend of his indie, young indie IndyCar career so far. So that'd be good. Okay, uh, Connor P1. Okay, so P1 for me, like, and this I went with a combo here, and this is all very NASCAR-affiliated. IRP. I think Indianapolis Raceway Park, the truck race that they had on Friday night, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I, w- I was watching on TV at home, um, and this is a track, I've wanted this track before in the Pro Mazda Series or whatever Indy Pro 2000 is now. Um, thoroughly enjoyed driving it way back in the day, 2010 this was. But that track is unique. I thought the trucks racing there was a fantastic product. Like Ty Majeski was the was the fastest car there for sure by a mile. 
Yeah. But like it was a great race. They could run two, three wide. Like it, it was just, it's a short oval race that I found myself not ever wanting to switch the channel from. Um, and then, and then Michael McDowell, Michael McDowell, uh, going out there and winning a cup race, uh, you know, with a smaller team, uh, you know, Michael McDowell's a road course guy, Michael McDowell, former, you know, champ car driver. Uh, we're, we share this. We have both won the pro Mazda championship in our careers. Um, it, it, I mean, I just thought overall NASCAR's product, other than the decision to run wet tires in the Xfinity qualifying session, that was a little bit dumb, but overall the IRP race was fantastic. I thought the cup race at the uh, Indy Road Course was an interesting one. It might not have been as close as I think some people were going to hopeful for, but that just means Michael McDowell was killing it. Like he had a great, a great race. Um, there was a lot of interesting stuff. I mean, you look at Kamui Kobayashi, right? He got in a couple different scuffles with people, but to show you how hard that series is, he finished not even in the top thirty. And this is a guy who was a Formula One. Former Formula One driver, Le Mans 24-hour winner, uh, you know, sports car championships. Uh, really, really talented guy. Um, and, you know, you had Shane Van Gisbergen again, who, uh, best of the uh, outsiders, right? The best of the guys who uh, have come in from other series. But, you know, finishing in the top 10, it was kind of back to, you know, just showing how competitive that Cup Series is. And I, I just I just enjoyed the products. I enjoyed the products from the weekend. And I, I wanted to give IRP a lot of credit because I thought that was a fantastic event there. Hell yeah, man! That's I'm I'm still, I, you know, I, I hate this about myself, but I've I've still never been out there, so I, I need to make that uh, a goal of mine uh, at some point. To make I definitely it. recommend it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, Mike. What about you? Stays in the racing world, and we already touched on it a little bit, but I got to get my P one right now uh, and over the weekend to IndyCar silly season, man. I mean, it's <laughs> just uh, the gifts that absolutely keeps on giving. You know, everybody wants to talk about NBA free agency on July first. Everybody wants to talk about, uh, you know, the mock drafts leading up to the NFL draft, myself included. But my word, man, if you, if you are into drama, if you are into conspiracy theories, if you are into <laughs> trying to, you know, do math and plug holes and conspiracy then you know, get the wires going to different answers, IndyCar Silly Season has it and has it in, in loads. I mean, just bunches and bunches. Um, so I, I, I just can't keep up with it hardly. I love reading the updates from Marshall Pruitt and Nathan Brown. And, and being able to talk about them and discuss them on this show, discuss them with my racing friend buddies. Friend buddies, same as... Friend buddies, uh, yeah. yeah. The old friend buddies, same Dudes as Honest Bros. Um, <laughs> but I, I just love it, dude. I really do. And, and very excited to see how everything shakes out. I, I, I mean, I hope my season eventually ends up being less silly and I can figure out some stuff too. <laughs> but man, it's crazy. It's crazy. Ben, what about you? Um, I'm going to call, I say us out a little bit with my P1. Um, also shout out Dixon with this as well. We talked about last week, um, about him potentially ending his consecutive years with the win yeah, and did, he goes out and he gets it done. So shout out us for, uh, kind of jinxing him and shout out him for being Scott Dixon. I mean, essentially we did predict that I, I did. Yeah. We, I do remember us talking about that. Yeah. I was thinking because I picked Kyle Kirkwood the week before, and then last week we were like, hey, I mean, he's probably going to go this weekend, and he's going to get it done, and then there you go. So, 
You want to know, folks, you got to listen to Speed Street. Jeez. I mean, that leads us right into the, how we're going to rate some folks, though, from that, that particular IndyCar race. Um, you know, I, I really enjoy this section because I think it can go, uh, you know, and, and, and multitude of different ways for multitude of different reasons. Um, but we're going to give some people some milk. Uh, we can call it Joey's milk if you want. Who knows? I don't know. But it's uh, milk. Who's got that dog in them? And who are we saying yikes about over the weekend? And I'm going to start right out the gate by handing milk. And this, and I tried to go away from it, but I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't not say Graham Rahal. Uh, Graham Rahal gets the milk. I mean, absolutely outstanding. I mean, first poll in like six years or something like that. Uh, the guy drove a race that was, um, I, I just, it was outstanding. So I just overall, I mean, the, the fact that he still had tires left at the, at the end of that race as well. Uh, I think a lot of people were thinking that as he was chasing down Dixon, he was going to burn off the tires. He still had tires to just fight with him a little bit there for the last two laps. So Graham Ray all gets the milk in this scenario. I mean, just a, a, uh, an absolutely legendary drive. What, what a, what a, what a year this has been for that, that, that 15 machine. Yep. No, I am right there with you, buddy. Uh, my milk goes to him as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, it just all the storyline and all the poetic justice in a way of, uh, what we saw in the month of May at Indy. And then what we saw in August at Indy for Graham, uh, putting it on pole in dramatic fashion. Um, I think he was the last one to cross the timing line if I remember correctly. Um, so, uh, put it on the pole dramatic fashion. First one in six yes. years, like that, um, obviously, I mean, he, he said it afterwards, you know, you give, uh, you give Scott Dixon, uh, an inch and he's going to get a mile and, um, <laughs> you know, all that. So it's just unfortunate that he wasn't able to bring home the checkered, but still podium having champagne on a Saturday. Like you said, uh, a pole for first time in six years, got it. And, and then tied it all in, like I said, from what it was in May and Indy. Toward us in August. Oh, yeah. Why to give the milk to Graham? Yeah, you have to. Um, I mean, it, it, it's it's easy to do. I was hoping that we might diversify our selections there, but realistically, there's only one person. Um, now, this this might be an easy pick as well, but I tried to think about it for who's got that dog in him. Dixon's dog is still alive. Uh, I mean, I'm with Scott Dick. We did not plan this, folks. No, I, I, I tried to go with someone else. Like I almost went. Well, Marcus Erickson made up a lot of spots again, and um, you know, I, I, I was trying to figure something else out. Um, but you know, there wasn't a lot of change in the top few positions. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know how Scott Dixon does it. I mean, that team obviously makes great calls, but the guy was literally in an accident on lap one. Yep. Um, pits for fuel and again the way that race works out strategy wise uh, the what you have to save how close you are able to make it in one less stop like if you get an early yellow um, you know the, the how long that yellow lasted at the beginning I say is still questionable I think that makes it much harder on Scott Dixon to make that work uh, and I would I don't know why we were yellow for that long that is a big question mark um, but it allowed Scott Dixon to win. And if there's something that Scott Dixon can do, it's always take advantage of the situation that he's in in the best possible fashion. He saved every amount of fuel that he needed. He saved the right amount of overtake for the last lap. It's just he put on a clinic. And that's, it's just, it's absurd. But 
you can't argue with it. You just can't. It's lucky, yep. but you can't argue with it. So we're two for two here. Yep. Uh, yeah. Dog good spot. I mean, you start 15th, uh, middle of the pack. Um, I mean, we saw Colton Hare to start 14th in May of 22 and come up and win uh, after he pitted super early and, and, and uh, you know, whipped it there. Uh, but yeah, P15 to P1 keeps the streak alive of a win, um, you know, every year and uh, just really, really incredible stuff. So after, like you mentioned, he was he was spinning out in the grass, uh, part of that mess and, and um, you know, lap one. And for him to be able to do that, absolute, uh, absolute <laughs> inside yeah. of there for Scotty D. He's got it. I mean, where are we going on yikes? Where are we going here? Well, I hope th- I hope we're, we're doing something different, but. The big yikes for me, and this is a, a bit of a diversified pick. Joseph Newgarden gets my yikes for the for the Ooh. weekend. Joseph Newgarden, uh, tough, tough weekend for the old uh, Indy 500 champion. I, and, and that means that anyone is available to get a yikes moment from us. Um, I mean, qualified in the back and drove over a car on the first lap. And... Then the poor guy had to race around for the entire day, two laps down, and just have no hope of making up any positions. He made up one position when Felix Rosenquist's gearbox broke. But man, as a driver, that's the worst feeling ever. When you're two laps down, there's really not many ways to get laps back in IndyCar. Like, it's kind of absurd, uh, unless you're on a short oval, but... uh Joseph Newgard, that's big yikes. Big yikes for the old championship competitor there. Um, that pretty much almost that fairly sure takes that it takes him out of the battle for the championship, but uh just goes to show you how hard this sport is. Joseph Newgarden didn't forget how to drive that weekend. He did not forget. It has yeah. to be every every element has to be right. Yeah, he was just he was just spinning laps. He's getting a workout in, basically. Exactly. <laughs> Let's get a workout in. Doesn't happen often for Joe New, but uh, you know when when it does, I feel like it has to be documented. Um, all right, I'm going to go a little bit of a different route here. I think with with my yikes, um, I want to give my yikes to Alex Below. Now, oh, he's going okay. to win. He's going to win the championship. He finished P seven, but I just well, when I'm sitting there on Friday and the news comes out about how he's not going to McLaren anymore a year after saying he's not going back to Ganassi and going to McLaren and I just so not technically driving I will say but for my yes. weekend hikes I think it has to go to Polo just because I'm sitting here scratching from my head just like I think a lot of the rest of the motorsport world especially the IndyCar community is just saying what the hell is going on what what who is who is who is still Feeding this man, uh, this management, these lines. Why is he making these decisions? What, what can he commit to something? Like, just so many question marks. And, and um, <laughs> like you said, he may have burned a very likely burned a bridge with Zach Brown and McLaren. And um, it just was not great. Not a great look. Not a great look for me. Yes. Um, I mean, those are all elements that lead to those types of decisions. So, I. Uh, I'm completely there with you. That is that is a wild situation. Um, again, we've had another wonderful segment there. I, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, yeah. So what? I mean, that was that was a show. I feel like we, we got real deep into it. Um, is there anything else that's on your mind? Is there any? Did this we miss like my anything? Favorite, 
This did is we miss anything? Kind of year. I mean, like, yes, we're winding down in the season, but all at the same time, there's just so much speculation and so much stuff going on, and there's so much stuff to talk about. And that's what makes it fun. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I truly don't, I don't, I mean, there's so much that has happened. I mean, we could talk a little bit about Nitro. I mean, I know we said that we were going to do that, but that is now official. Um, I, I, I am a, a Nitro Cross racer. Again, we have, uh, it was a real interesting um, situation trying to get that race done. But Friday and Saturday, I will basically miss a little bit of the Friday session, um, but I will be racing Friday, racing Saturday uh and um that'll be crazy so a lot of interesting stuff going on and that's that's gonna be fun that's gonna be fun more racing for connor absolutely racing this weekend racing next weekend um of course being back in the uh, uh saddle and the indycar series and the 30 ride for rll uh all right dude you want to wrap us up with uh, the ricky treadway random mini 500 driver yes yes i was just trying to look that up as i had not pre-prepared it's all good. Um, but I found an interesting one, which I actually did not know. And and I think racing fans will know about this, but I, I actually was not fully aware of this. And I don't think we have, have had this driver yet in our list. If I look in our notes section, but if, if we have repeated it, we will know. Um, but I went with the 1980 Indy 500. Uh, the 1980 went a little bit more recent. Uh, one by Johnny Rutherford. Um, and I went with, let me, let me have a quick look at our list. Okay. Yeah. I haven't used it before. So I went with the 17th place finisher, Jerry Sneva, Jerry Sneva. And I, I, I found this interesting because folks will know Tom Sneva, who was the 1983 Indianapolis 500 winner. I did not know Tom Sneva had a brother, Jerry, that was racing in the 500. I, I did not know that. And I I am learning this myself. Maybe I should have known. Um, American race car driver, USAC, Car Championship Series, uh, raced in the 1977 to 82 seasons, 26 combined starts. Indianapolis 500 from 1977 to 1980 and not 1982. Uh, 1977 Indianapolis 500 Rookie of the Year, finished in the top 10 five times. Best finish your fourth. So the Sneva family, Sneva family was good. I mean, very good. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be uh, some folks on the Speed Street account, or maybe you, because I know me and Ben have picked a few um, random Mini 500 drivers that people will be like, really? That's not random. I know. The, the fact of the matter is, folks, that random doesn't have to mean that they were non-memorable. Random yes. is the yeah. one of the week, okay? So there yeah. you go. And I'm um, learning something new. I did not know much about... I did not know Tom Sneva had a brother named Jerry Sneva, who was also driving. I did not know that. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, every every year, every May, I'll, you know, we hear a ton about Tom Sneva, you know, and rightfully oh, of so. course. Not so much with Jerry. Um, so there you have it. Perfect. Uh, Died at the age of 68 in 2018, not too, not too many years ago. So uh, lived a full life, really. Almost a solid full life there. That's wild. Oh, Jerry Sneva. Thank you very much for that, Connor, as always. All right, so this weekend, Connor is uh, Thursday night, is going to be on the SRX broadcast on ESPN with Alan Beswick. Final uh, race of the season. Yep, and then Friday, Saturday, going to be out in, you said, Utah? Salt Lake City. <laughs> wow. 
Uh, Sunshine State. Gotta love it. Um, cool. So he's going to be Sunshine State. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we got a, an off weekend in IndyCar, but then, hey, next week, like Connor said, hopefully we'll get David Malukas, and uh, he's going to be back preparing to race at Gateway for next weekend. Looking very much forward to that. Plus, next weekend is my 30th birthday. So, big um, one. Last week of the 20s. Man. For me. And uh, as I say that now, it's really starting to hit me and I'm feeling kind of weird. So, um, all good. It's not that bad. And uh, until then, we will talk to you on Speed Street. There's a brand new episode of Actions Detrimental with Denny Hamlin out now. Head over to see what Denny has to say and don't forget to follow the show so you won't miss an episode. This is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Check out Dirty Mo Media. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo.